Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Hello again, this is Jason Shear of WildcatAuthority.com, and this is another edition of the Wildcat Scoop podcast. Uh, Arizona's coming off an extremely impressive week against Utah and Colorado. Uh, I know their home wins, kind of just jump right into it, but uh, I know their home wins. Utah isn't a very good basketball team, but it's also the same team that beat Washington is a, a decent basketball team, but uh, beat Washington at home. Um, Colorado, obviously, we know what, what they're capable of. One of the better teams in the conference and a, a team that uh, a lot of people have picked to win uh, the Pac-12. A very veteran uh, group, and, and so that's what kind of makes Arizona's win over Colorado impressive. Not necessarily the fact that Arizona won that game, but how they did it. Uh, Colorado is a solid rebounding team. Arizona destroyed them on the glass. It wasn't even close uh, rebounding. Uh, veteran team forced Colorado into bad situations. Sean Miller outcoached Tad Boyle um, through zone out of a couple possessions, uh, switched on every screen, and Colorado just didn't really have any answer for what Arizona was doing, both offensively and defensively. Uh, in my opinion, at least, clearly Arizona's best performance of the season. Um, you could probably say the Oregon game is right up there, uh, up until the part, obviously, where they kind of blew the lead at the end. But um, from start to finish, that Colorado game uh, was very likely the best performance of Arizona season. Uh, with that being said, you know, good wins, but a lot of basketball to be played, and everyone will forget about what Arizona did against Utah and Colorado if it loses this game uh, to ASU coming up on Saturday. Um, you know, the, the one thing I think people are, are doing, and, and it's completely understandable, is they're looking at the result of the first game and what Arizona was able to do in the first game against ASU and McHale Center. And obviously what we know now is what they were able to do uh, was whatever the heck they wanted. I mean, it was just a complete blowout from beginning to end. Uh, ASU had no answer for Arizona on the glass, had no answer for Zeke. Uh, Najee, Romello White was a little bit hobbled. Um, we'll see how much that matters, but we'll get to that in a minute. But um, really, just Arizona was clearly the better playing, better coached, better prepared, just better team. Uh, I mean, there was no part. It, it was one of those games where there was no part at any point in the game uh, where you thought that Arizona was going to lose from ASU. Like, you knew within the first couple minutes uh, how that game was going to end up. Now, what happens is when you blow out a rival like that um, is, you know, they said it right after the game that they were already looking forward to the next meeting. Uh, make no mistake about it, um, this is not another game for ASU. For Arizona, it may be. Um, there's probably bigger fish to fry in the conference, whether or not people want to meet it, admit it. There's better teams in this conference than ASU. I'm not saying Arizona's overlooking ASU. They're not. Uh, they're going to take it seriously. They know they need to win a game on the road, but what I'm more saying is that ASU's chances of making the postseason because of the way the season has gone um, is, are minimal. And basically, when you lay out a plan 
for ASU to make a postseason, um, it starts with beating Arizona. Um, ASU is going to need an impressive win, whether it's at home, on the road. They're going to need to upset a few teams. And obviously Arizona would be that team um, that they would need to upset to kind of get things going. So you have a situation where Arizona is going to make the tournament um, whether or not they, they win or lose the ASU game. I know some people don't necessarily believe that, but it's going to happen. Um, and I'm not downplaying the importance of this game, don't get me wrong, but you have that versus an ASU team that has to win this game, that's looking for revenge after getting completely embarrassed in McHale, that has been looking forward to this game. Um, it is a, a very, very big game. They're going to be at home. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting, and, and I think that the biggest difficulty for Arizona in this game may be taking those younger players, those guys like Zeke, Nico, Josh, um, even Christian Coloco, who make, should get some minutes in this game, and matching the intensity that ASU is obviously going to have. You know that Wells Fargo Arena is going to be loud. You know that ASU is going to be pumped and treating this as one of its biggest games of the season, if not the biggest game of the season. Arizona has to come out and say, look, we need the same mentality, or else Arizona can lose this game. It's not like, I, I don't think that ASU is a very good team. I, I think that Arizona is clearly the better team, but you can watch college basketball on one night and realize that the better team uh, isn't always winning these games, and that if Arizona isn't careful in this environment where the crowd's into it, the players are more intense, have been looking forward to it, etc., Arizona is capable of losing this game. Um, I don't think that Sean Miller is BSing when he says that Arizona's room for error uh, is is minimal. It is definitely minimal. Like, if Arizona comes out against ASU and doesn't rebound the basketball, its chances of losing increase. Um, if it's turning the ball over, its chances of losing uh, increase. I, I will say that I think Arizona is a bad matchup for ASU, um, and, and there's a couple reasons why I'll, I'll get into right now. Um, the first is ASU... Normally, not this season as much, but normally likes to get out in transition. And in the past, maybe Arizona was hesitant to do it. But this year, if you look at pace of play, Arizona clearly wants to be in transition. They have no problem. And so what was happening in the game in McHale was ASU was pushing the ball and Arizona was basically saying thank you. Um, you know, you take a look at the Oregon State blowout, and basically what happened there was Oregon State was running half-court offense and really slowing down the game and really making Arizona guard, and Arizona was having difficulty. Um, in the ASU game early in the season, and probably what we're going to see on Saturday is it's going to be an up-and-down kind of game. Uh, Nico Mannion, while his shooting struggles are apparent, uh, he is one of the best point guards in the country in transition. There is no doubt about it. The statistics back him up. The eye test back him up. He is clearly one of the best point guards when he gets the ball in transition. And a lot of that has to do with guys like Josh Green, Zeke's able to run the court, even Dylan, Jamal Baker, etc. Max Hazard now is a major weapon. Um, transition game is Arizona's strength. And because of that, um, you know, it, it doesn't bode well for ASU when they're playing that style. Another thing that doesn't bode well is that Romello White is a really good player. Um, he wasn't he wasn't at his healthiest with the ankle injury in the first meeting, um, and he's played well since his return. But Arizona has Zeke, and there's not a lot of good size on ASU, a lot of quality size. They have some bigger players, but the quality is with Romello White. Uh, and the issue for ASU is that 
uh, Zeke. It's basically it's Zeke. Zeke can match Romello White offensively. He can match Romello White on the glass. He's tough for Romello White to cover because he's a quicker player. And so if those guys play, even if if they play even, it's an advantage to Arizona because there's more talent at the other spots. Um, Josh Green has plenty of talent, is more talented. Arizona off the bench is more talented. And and so it's not a good matchup for ASU. I, I think if ASU comes out with a win, it's not necessarily because they're a better team than Arizona. It's going to be the stuff with the intensity, matching the environment, uh, things like that, at least at least from my perspective. Um, it, it, when you take a look at the, the overall game itself with, with lineups and stuff like that, uh, I, I don't think there's any surprises. I, I Again, I think ASU is going to play better than it did in the first meeting. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, if you're Arizona, there's a couple things that you're looking out for personnel-wise. The first one is Remy Martin. Uh, he scored 20 points in five straight games, I believe. He is their heart and their soul. If Remy Martin doesn't play well against Arizona, that means that ASU got blown out. Like I just don't see a scenario where Remy Martin plays poorly and uh, ASU wins that game. They need him to play well offensively. They need him to play well defensively. And I thought that in the first meeting, uh, Nico Mannion played very well defensively on Remy, where he got The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. His 20 points, but it was on like 7 of 19 shooting or something like that. And uh, he really made him earn it. If, if Remy's going to get 20 points on 7 of 19 shooting, if you're Arizona, you live with it. Because if you're taking 20 shots to get 20 points, that's not a very efficient game. And if you're Arizona, that means that there's plenty of room for opportunities for uh, for rebounding defensively and, and really starting the break. So Remy Martin's the type of guy where, uh, you know, he's probably going to get his because ASU needs him to get his um, this season, but it's a matter of efficiency. Uh, one player that uh, Sean Miller brought up in his press conference was Rob Edwards. And the reason he brought up Rob Edwards is because Edwards has gone from starting to the bench, back to starting, and the move has kind of been beneficial for him. Uh, he played well last week uh, in his last few games, and he's a guy where um, he's not all that great, but shoot or shoot. And sometimes they catch on fire, and when they do, they're really dangerous, and that's the type of player that Edwards is. He's going to shoot. He's going to make sure he gets his shots up, and uh, and when he does, you got to make sure that you're accounting for him, especially behind the three-point line. Um, he's the type of guy where um, he's mature. He's not going to get shaken by the environment, and you got to watch out for him. Um, you know, he to me, he's a feast or famine type of player. Um, he's either going to do really well, or he's going to be um, invisible. And and the reason that is 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 just that's he's just he's not a consistent player, and because of that, um, ASU can struggle. And and basically, what will happen is uh, if you're Arizona. Um, you're trying to find a situation where you can make sure that everything that Edwards takes is really earned because he's just not the type of guy uh, in an ideal world uh, where 
you want him to kind of get going. I mean, he he, was, he only played 14 minutes in the initial meeting between the two teams. He scored two points. Um, Dylan Smith scored 10 points in 21 minutes and, and kind of dominated him. Josh Green, 12-7. and seven. Um, And also defensively. I mean, Edwards is going to struggle defensively with whoever he guards. Um, and so that's also uh, something to watch out for. The guy that I always think is key is, uh, is Alonzo Verge. And because it, it goes back to my whole shooter shoot. Alonzo Verge is going to get his shots up. He's going to get a lot of shots up. <laughs> they may not be good shots. Um, they probably aren't going to be good shots, but they're going to be shots. Uh, he moved to the bench against Utah, um, where Arizona State started Kamani Lawrence and, and put Edwards back in. And in 21 minutes, he still put up eight shots. That was the second most for the entire game compared to guys that were playing 30 minutes and such. So Verge can score. Um, the thing that is interesting with ASU that I remember saying before the game, and it, it kind of proved right, is I don't think him and Remy... Uh, can play together. Uh, they have major issues. They don't feed off each other very well. That offense is really compacted. Um, there's a reason why I think ASU only had two assists in the first meeting. Those guys on the court together, in my opinion, just don't don't work out. Uh, it, it's just it's not a a thing that uh, is beneficial uh, to that offense. I think they're better off with you know when Remy comes in. Uh, comes out of the game, maybe you put Verge in, something like that. But I don't like ASU's offense uh, when those guys uh, play together. So it'll be interesting to see if Edwards starts again. I assume he will. They put him off the bench uh, against Colorado. He fouled out in that loss. They put him back in the game against Utah, and he was a better player. Um, but Alonzo Verge, I mean, like, I'm looking at the Colorado, 13 shots in 17 minutes. I mean, guys in college, except for Marcus Howard probably, don't get up that many shots in those little minutes. Um, and it's not something when you play college basketball that you're used to seeing. And normally, unless you're a dominant offensive player, it's not a recipe for victory. Like, that's not the thing that a college coach wants to see. Um, that's why, like, that Nico Mania performance against uh, Gonzaga, I believe it was, where he was just shooting and, and couldn't make anything, it's it's frustrating. Now, Nico Manian is a better player than Verge. You give him some more leeway because of the other things he does well uh, that Verge doesn't necessarily do well, such as run an offense, defend, etc. So, uh, a couple other things, basically, in this matchup. Uh, Jalen House is iffy. Uh, he is questionable with concussion symptoms. Um, he did not play well in the first meeting at all uh, against Arizona. Got a technical, I believe. It just didn't play well at all in that matchup. But he's still a solid defender. He would be someone defensively that ASU is missing. Um, ASU is a better defensive team than they have been under Hurley in the past. But to go and miss your one of your best defenders, especially off the bench, uh, would be a pretty a pretty big hit. Um, Kamani Lawrence is a guy that I think is intriguing. Uh, you take a look at what he's done. Another guy where, really, you look at ASU, and, and it's kind of the same story with a lot of their players beyond Remy Martin, and it comes down to consistency. Uh, you know, Romello White hasn't been consistent for the most part against Utah. He only had 5-4. and four. Uh, Kamani Lawrence, 5 points. It's just it's an interesting struggle that Hurley has trying to find consistency. Um, there's going to be that game eventually where ASU puts it together offensively and defensively and beats a team that it probably shouldn't, like a you know like a Colorado or something like that, where obviously they don't play again. But um, you know, just a, a better team in the in the conference, and I think Arizona fans are are probably hoping it's not Arizona, but uh, you never know. But overall, I mean, it, it's Arizona should win this game. 
there, there's no doubt about it. I'm curious what the line is going to be. I'm recording this before the line comes out, obviously. But uh, it, 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 this is a game where it, it would be a bad loss. I, there's not a lot of games left on the schedule that are like that for Arizona because the way the, the Pac-12 schedule lines up, if you take a look at the schedules throughout the conference, like Stanford, for instance, Stanford's record looks great. Stanford's played absolutely nobody. I mean, USC is probably the only good conference team they've played, and they lost that game in ridiculous fashion. And they'll play Cal, and and then from there it'll get more difficult. So it'll uh, it, it, it's going to be an interesting game to me because of the whole vibe of of the game. Like if you're breaking it down matchup by matchup, you're giving Arizona the advantage at pretty much every single one. Point guard even maybe, probably with Nico and Remy, I'll, I'll give you even on that one. But other than that, um, you know, ASU doesn't have a guy that should be able to guard Josh Green. Dylan Smith has been playing great. Uh, Ira Lee's going to give effort and, and should be able to match uh, what guys on ASU are going to do, like Lawrence and Graham, if he got some minutes and, and things like that. So, it comes down to the same stuff that it really came down to in the first meeting, which is rebounding the ball and taking care of it. And on the road, that's what you really need to do. And I think Sean Miller has stressed, um, you know, it, it was nice to hear him say it basically, uh, that they know that they haven't broken through on the road. They know what people are saying. They know the fact that they haven't scored. I'm sorry, haven't won on the road. And it's it's a big deal. With that being said, there's there's a recipe for winning on the road. Number one is you can't take bad shots. Uh, Arizona can't take these bad shots where they're chucking up NBA threes two seconds into the shot clock like it's nobody's business. It's not going to win you basketball games. If they go in, the shots are great. But if not, you probably lost the game. Uh, taking care of the ball in that environment, if Arizona takes care of the ball, it takes the crowd out of it. If they're turning over the ball and ASU's getting fast break points, that crowd's into it, um, and it becomes a, a kind of a difficult situation. And then rebounding. Arizona should kill ASU on the glass. Uh, it is a better rebounding team, on paper at least, uh, than ASU. Um, Utah out-rebounded it and, and killed ASU on the glass. Uh, Colorado, uh, same thing. Um, beat ASU uh, on the glass. Um, I'm trying to look at the stats, but Utah beat uh, ASU on the glass by eight rebounds, and actually ASU uh, out-rebounded Colorado. Um, but the difference was, you know, eight rebounds uh, for Colorado led to too many second-chance points. ASU had 17 offensive rebounds that game. If ASU has 17 offensive rebounds uh, against Arizona, it's probably losing. So, it comes down to to what Arizona can do on the glass if it can box out, if it can rebound, take care of the ball, etc. Uh, my prediction, usually I do it with a breakdown, but you know, obviously I'm going to predict Arizona to win this game just because I think Arizona is the better team. I do think it's only going to be like a four to six point game. I think it's going to be a close game just because everything that has happened in the first game and the motivation and all that. Um, and, you know, if that's not there, if Arizona can overcome that early, um, it could be another blowout. It really could. I think we'll know in the first five minutes. I think it'll be one of those type of games where you see how Arizona's playing with the crowd in the first five minutes. You'll see the energy and things like that. Uh, and you'll know pretty much early um, where that game is going. So it is a big game for Arizona, um, even though ASU is not great. Uh, it is a, a quad one opportunity. If Arizona wins on the road at ASU, it would be the second quad one win. Um, Illinois is right there. So by the end of the day Saturday, if Arizona beats ASU, there's a possibility that Arizona ends the day with three quad one wins, the way that things are lining up. So obviously that is uh, that is huge 
um, for tournament time, even though it's so early and those things are going to move around. Arizona goes from a team with zero quad wins to three quad wins in a matter of like two weeks. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited. We'll, we'll be in Tempe covering everything. And uh, once again, I'm, uh, I'm Jason Shear, senior editor of wildcatauthority.com. This has been the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. Please rate us on iTunes or, or wherever it is that you listen to us. Um, I, we appreciate it. And uh, once again, thank you for joining us. <laughs>